You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Anthony Simpkins, and I'm super excited. So, uh, how are you doing? That's right. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm having fun. I'm in the woods. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. For, you know, people who don't know, you are the creator of Gems on VHS, the YouTube channel slash brand slash series. That's right. But you're also a really great uh, solo musician. Oh, man. Something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. All those things and more, man. Yeah. Yeah. You are into, uh, just from uh, what I've seen and what I've, the conversations I've had, you're really into uh, Roots music. How did that happen? That's right. I love Roots music. I love folk music. I love, I love history, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, n- nothing tells the story like songs do. And for me, my, my introduction to that, that world of, of roots music was uh, actually, of course, when I was younger, you know, I started listening to a little bit of bluegrass music. I'm from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's everywhere. And and I was always interested in that kind of stuff, you know, and then I, I remember the Avett brothers actually got me kind of hooked, you know, that was when I was huh. like, Oh, I'm gonna start playing banjo now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You wouldn't know that. Uh, That's awesome. But Hey, yeah. The, the old albums, those were really crazy. Now Rick Rubin producing everyone. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Rick, but you need to <laughs> let them do their thing. Anyway, anyway, uh, for me, the, the real journey started with uh, Alan Lomax on YouTube and somebody, I don't know who it was, bless their heart. They must have been uploading those old documentary videos for people that don't know Alan Lomax. You know, he's the guy who went around the country uh, with and his father before him recording folk music in these deep pockets of America, like prisons and, you know, cowboy songs, mm-hmm. uh, all for the Library of Congress. You know, yeah. the, the government was like, hey, go and record these guys, you know, and nobody was paying attention to that kind of music at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the first to kind of do it, went around writing down the songs at first, then recording them with these giant, giant microphones and and, and wax recording devices and then yeah. on to, you know, videos. I'm sure you've seen the videos yourself. Oh. Uh, those, yeah, those, you know, Al- like good. Alan Lomax archive. Yeah, archival it's crazy. Yeah, they're great. I, I mean, those were like a window to a different world. Yeah, I was just watching one of those videos the other day of Jack Owens, great blues okay. player. I don't remember what song he was playing, but it was it was amazing. Uh, is that yeah. one on YouTube? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I swear to God, even though like I've been you know watching him for years, I still come across you know something I never even heard from him because I know his crazy. collection is huge. Yeah, they went around every corner of the world, and I mean, he literally went all over the world. Like yeah. next month, I'm going to Scotland, uh, and. You know, he spent a whole like 10 years of his life there. You know, I'm just like oh, following wow. in this guy's footsteps. You know, he's already been there, done that. And uh, <laughs> he recorded all kinds of music. And that was kind of how I got into Roots music. That's awesome. So would you say in your music, a lot of those Alan Lomax recordings are like really heavy influences? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was kind of the archetype, right? Like that's the that was the standard, you know, and yeah. maybe it's changed a little bit. but 
you know, the way that he recorded just real life. It wasn't like a music video. It's not like MTV. It's not like, uh, here's, here's my art on top of your art. It's more like just, Hey, this is what I see. This is the real world. And I always love that approach. You know, that he's just there to document it. It's, it's a documentary. It's not a, it's not an art project Yeah. as much as it is, you know, it's still art, but it's, it's, it's cinema verite, if you will. It's a, it's a real life. Yeah. You do just a, a great job of capturing the same thing with Jim's VHS. And why exactly did you start that? Was it to showcase showcase those great artists? Like how did how did that all come about? Hmm. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Jack. Uh, you know, I hope that we're doing a good job. We're trying our best. Uh, but I've I think about tons of great artists through your videos. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right. Uh, man. Yeah. No, we just started out by recording people. You know, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here most of my life. I was, uh, ever since like middle school. And when you grow up in a town like this, man, there's just no shortage of incredible musicians. Yeah. Uh, they're either, you know, we're, we're at the crossroads. A lot of people don't realize this, but we're kind of like the central city of the entire country because we're that we're close to all these different big cities three different interstates pass through nashville 65 oh, wow. 24 and 40 yeah so we're kind of the the confluence of uh, all these different uh, um trade routes and and that means that if you're a musician on tour i'm sure you know this you got to make that tour look logical it has to flow in a way that gets you from you know you can't go from la to new york to detroit and do this like you know that's thousands of miles uh yeah. so people pass through nashville a lot of people pass through nashville and a lot of people just a lot of musicians just live here because it's in the middle you know and yeah. uh it's it's a good place to tour from and the music industry is here yeah so that's how it started man as i just like had no shortage of great musicians that were my friends growing up, you know, and I was like, Hey, let's film. Yeah. And of course that was when YouTube first started, you know, and not a lot of people were doing it. So they're like, yeah, let's film, let's do it. That's how it started for me. When did you start, start this? I know it was a uh, quite a while ago now. Mm, mm. Yeah. It feels like forever, buddy, but uh, it's, it's only been 10 years, 10 years. That's oh, wow. not a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. It's been that's 10 long though. years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but uh, you know when you stick to something, when you stick to something even through thick and thin, uh I think it always pays off. You do the same thing for 10 years, you're either crazy or you're going to get somewhere with it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I think people started paying attention, man, and it's yeah. it's been going good. Mhm. You've kind of jump-started a lot of people's careers through these videos. Who are some people that you think should get a little more attention right now. Some really great artists. Mm, who do I think? He, first of all, Jack Jack Barksdale. Uh, <laughs> we got we got this guy. He needs some attention. Hey, listen to you play. It's crazy, man, because we were at the Red River Folk Festival. That's where we met, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just hearing you stick around with these guys that are like three times your age, just playing the same. You know, you guys are jamming along and everything. I was like, hey, this kid's got it. So you, first of all, you. Second of all, who do I think? Jed Zimmerman from that same festival, oh, yeah. man. Ah, yeah, that that's the most most unknown known, man. Nobody knows about that yet. We're gonna release that video sometime, and man, I think people are awesome. gonna lose it. People, yeah. he he was crazy good, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he's so good. He actually yeah, taught the- me. He taught me how to finger pick. Yeah, it's crazy. He showed you some stuff? Yeah, I, I had been wanting to learn how to finger pick for like three years, and I could never figure it out. And one day, we were hanging out at his house with him and his wife, yeah. Ashley, and he just got out his guitar, and he was showing me this. And so that's how I started finger picking. That's freaking awesome, man. Well, there you go. I mean, these guys are they're happy to share their knowledge, and, and that's the kind of attitude I think takes you far. So I think, you know, you and him both, and then uh, who else, man? Hey, Josh O'Keefe, have you seen this guy? This guy, he's from he's from England, but he lives out here in Nashville, and he's just this crazy good musician. The Hill Country Devil, he he's done pretty good on our channel, and I think he's going places. Oh, yeah. Willie Carlisle, I love listening to him, you know. Uh, Esther Rose, you know, she was there at the festival, yeah. too. I think she's doing great things. Man, as people, me, me, I need to go. I need to release some music, Jack. I, it's taken too long. I, no, I don't know. Everybody, man, I, I, I see good music everywhere. There's no shortage, you know. Uh-huh. I, I look left, I see it. I look right, I see it. I, I just love filming it. That's it. I love getting it out there, no matter who it is. So, yeah, like I said, you've done some really cool things with Jim VHS, you know, starting people's careers. What is one of the things you've done with, with uh, Jim's? that you're most proud of Hmm. that's a good question man that's a good question probably most proud of yeah like working with people that had nothing to begin with you know and Mm -hmm. seeing them seeing them evolve over time through hard work and and Uh exposure to being at a point in their career where they are comfortable you know like and well known and got the recognition they deserve people like Mm -hmm you know, Lost Dog Street Band, you know, I grew up with those guys and seeing them go big like they have is awesome. You know, I remember when we were living in, living in dirt poor, nasty house, doing dumpster diving and and they were playing on the streets and and getting up to no good. You know, I remember all those times. So to see them where they're at now, where they're, they're mature and they, they tour the country in these big venues and Sierra getting signed to uh, Rounder Records and all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff, man. I'm yeah, proud of that. Crazy. I'm proud of the little part that I, I played in it. You know, I'm, I'm just proud that they did it. And uh, mm-hmm. we just released his labor documentary on this guy, Bandemar Velasquez. Yes. I, it's that migrant farm workers. So yeah. And that, that's all, you know, that's like, that's like an evolution of what we do. You know, I'm trying to tell bigger stories and I'm, I'm proud of my team for being able to put that together with uh, Joe Troop of Che Apalache. And uh, uh, it's just awesome to be able to kind of evolve what we do in the craft and tell stories outside of, you know, what we're used to. It's like uh, that was all about uh, farm labor organizing. And and this guy, Baldemar, who's like this crazy folk musician who put together these these movements of, of laborers from other countries that come here to pick the vegetables, you know, on the farms and uh-huh, they were yeah. living in terrible conditions. And he, yeah. you know, he's singing the, the song solidarity forever and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. it inspired people. And I'm proud of being yeah. a part of that too. Yeah. That really reminded me of like one of those Alan Lomax documentaries. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Don't tell me that my head will get big. I'm, <laughs> I love to hear that. That's my, my hero. Yeah. But yeah, I learned a lot from that documentary, as I'm sure many people did. Hope so. Yeah, that was that was a really really cool thing. Did you have a background in videography before you started making these videos? You know, 
I came up in it. Uh, I, everything I learned, I learned on the job. I, uh, I bought a camera when I was like 18 and I just started doing it. I didn't take any classes or nothing. It was just like the first, literally the first gem. If you go all the way back, the first gems on VHS video, second and third and fourth. Those are my first, second, third and fourth videos I ever made. Period. That's crazy. And I have watched those yeah. videos. Yeah, oh, well. I, I always like. Okay, don't go searching them out now. Nobody who's listening to this, please don't go watch them. I'm just saying. I, they're not good. I'm just saying they're old. <laughs> I, I love going back to beginnings of um, yeah. like really cool channels like Jim's, Jim's on VHS. And I, actually, I thought those videos were awesome. Yeah, you know, I actually did worse videos between the beginning and the end. So the first videos are actually pretty good. Like, even I watch them and I'm like, okay, these aren't bad. It was simple. Uh Yeah, it was kind of like a a quaint, really good representation of those artists. Yeah, yeah, they were just playing their song, you know, and we just picked a pretty spot and did it. And I had no idea what I was doing with the freaking camera. And, uh, you know, I put them together. But I I didn't have a background in none of this. You know, I didn't go to school for none of this. you know, I just did it, you know, I just went at it and, and kind of didn't stop. That's the thing. People, they do things and they get, they don't do them very well at first. You know, I'm sure you weren't like a crazy good guitarist when you first got your guitar, huh? Yeah. I, uh, See, this is what's crazy. People. Yeah. yeah like, go ahead. What, say it. It's like one of the things that I most vividly remember is for some reason, when you start playing guitar, you think you're gonna like play all up and down the neck, but then <laughs> you play it and you it sounds terrible, and all your fingers keep going on the same string. And... Yeah, I don't play up. I don't play down the neck still. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's fine. You know, you do your thing and you learn and you get better. But a lot of people probably look at you, Jack, and they're like, "Oh, this kid, he's so young. He must be a prodigy. I bet. I bet he's always been good." And what they don't see is the the 10,000 hours that you sat down and played the same thing over and over and over and over, you know, and probably drove yourself a little crazy doing the same thing, like just to get it good, right? Like you didn't just pick it up and go, oh, like you can do now, did you? Did you? Yeah, I just playing playing that D7 and G chord and (laughs) just over and over, man, over and over again. Yeah. So many people use it as an excuse. They go, oh, I, I, I'm not I'm not naturally gifted at music, so I'm just not going to do it. It's like, no, you just don't try. You just have not tried. You just haven't practiced. You haven't done anything that would make you better. Nobody is naturally, you know, maybe there's one person on earth who's just like picked up the piano and they can play Mozart like instantly. I don't know who that person is. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe. But most of us know, you know, it was the same with me. It was years and years of practice, and uh, it's the same with anybody, man. It's like a, it's an art. You got to progress slowly. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, kind of. Speaking of, when did you start playing music? Music, you know, I have really early memories of uh, being like a little kid and and playing on like my grandpa's piano. You know, like I was always interested in that, drawn to it. I think all kids are, if they're given the opportunity, you know, you're really young and you just get piano, you're going to start banging on the keys and going, Oh, what's this do? You know, it's like natural. It's, it sounds cool. And, uh, you know, I was always on that. I was like, I remember sitting on his lap and and playing the keys, you know, he just passed away this year and 
it was yeah, like I'm golf. So hey, as time passes on, man, but it brought back all the memories. And I was like, wow, you know, I've always been into music. And uh, I think I started playing when I'm seriously, I play for me, I play for fun. So I, I, I said, uh, I take it seriously. I started when I was like six, 16. No, when I was 12, I got a guitar. Oh. And my, my cousin, he gave me my first guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he also has passed away now, but like, you know, it's wow. crazy to think about all these people that had such a big influence, you know, and you don't think about it until later, but like, you know, he just gave me my first guitar. He's just like, here you go. I must've been 11 or 12. And, uh, That's crazy. yeah, I played it till the neck snapped off. It was really old oh. guitar, really junky guitar. And uh, I played oh, wow. it until the thing, it just folded in half. And then my parents were like, oh, I guess we got to buy him one now. Speaking of all these instruments that you played over the years, I I know you you play banjo, guitar, and like like you just said, piano. Mm-hmm. Which which one really speaks to you the most that you just you can't put down once you start mm. playing? It changes over the years. You know, it's like I'll go I'll go a couple months where I won't pick up the banjo at all, but then I'll pick it up one day and be like, oh, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. You know. It's actually, I didn't start playing banjo until I was like 16. I was 16 and I, I remember I had my first car and I had a, it's funny, I wouldn't have started playing unless I was starting to get into bluegrass. The Aver brothers were starting to get me on down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got a, uh, I got a mandolin first. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I had this mandolin and I was getting into it, playing some chords. I remember one day I I had, I was a skateboarder too. So I took my skateboard and I, I got into my car with it and I threw it in the back seat and it smashed my mandolin. <laughs> I like oh. just ruined it. And, uh, if it wasn't for that moment, I probably never would have picked up banjo. Cause after that I broke the mandolin. I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna go get a banjo instead. And I went and bought a banjo and, uh, yeah, I got started playing banjo. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty crazy uh, little things roundabout way of getting to banjo just little things and little things that set you down these paths if i wouldn't have been a, a dumb person throwing my skateboard in the back who knows if i'd be you know because now i play i play a ton of banjo so <laughs> and it's gotten me pretty far in life like playing yeah. banjo is kind of crazy mm-hmm. so many yeah. people know me as a guy who plays banjo like when did that even become a thing yeah yeah that's crazy You've been doing this kind of a, a while now, and doing the videos for for about ten years, and playing music for much longer. So, what do you think is the most mm-hmm. important thing overall that you've learned over hmm. your years of doing it? Mm. The most important thing I've learned is perseverance. Mm. I think uh, the easiest way to be bad at something is to quit. Yeah. Period. The easiest way to fail is to stop. So I feel like, you know, the only thing I have learned is that, you know, it might take 10 years, but if you can dedicate yourself to something, then eventually you can get somewhere with it. You know, that's what I've learned. Because if I hadn't stuck with anything that I've been doing, I could be sitting here right now talking to you and it would be like, what would I even be good at? You know, it took me 10 years to get good at anything. What would I be good at if I would have quit, you know, halfway yeah. through? A lot of people quit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people quit. Yeah. I'm going to flip it around on you, though. What's the, what's the, you, you haven't had the 10 years, I feel like. <laughs> what, what's the most important thing you've learned so far? Oh, uh, well, of course, there are a lot of things, especially for music and songwriting. 
I guess just uh, the greatest thing I know about songwriting is that mm-hmm. it just kind of comes to you when it comes to you, and you don't really have to beat yourself up about not writing a song in a while or, you know, or uh, not playing guitar in a while. As far as, like, the creative side, it's that, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of just rambling now. But uh, No, you're, you're on to it right there because that's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Yeah, but as far as, like, uh, music and stuff goes, I feel like the perseverance goes uh, for that as well, mm-hmm. which I probably... Yeah, not, not Russian things. Yeah, I probably need to, to work out, work at that a little bit. Well, you know, taking lessons, do you take lessons? I haven't taken lessons in like three or four years. Yeah, see, that's the best way to, I feel like, progress, you know, because I, I still take lessons to this day when I find time, and it's hard to get back into the swing of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, taking lessons is how you break out of the box and get something novel and new into your playing. Yeah. That's another thing I've learned, take lessons on anything. Yeah, I. I'd love to take lessons, but I can never figure out, I can never find a teacher. Oh, come on, man. I'm going to hook you up. I got got you some people. (laughs) Uh, It's all online now. It's all online. Well, yeah. We'll find you somebody. Yeah, that's a good, I've never tried the online classes for different things. If you're a Roots musician right now and you're listening to this podcast and you can teach uh, Jack something here or me, (laughs) get me on there too. I want to, we'll both do the lessons right now. Yeah, that sounds awesome. (laughs) We'll do a, uh, we'll split the bill. Yeah, actually, that's what we'll do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta split the bill, man. We're gonna get like a really good teacher and split the bill. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you think? Uh, we we need like the edge from you two, yeah. or like uh somebody somebody that can uh really show us how to rock. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. And do you? Are you gonna? be focusing on your on your music career a little bit more and like some of the and some of the in the near future like are you planning Mm. on like making an album or anything like that what do you want to do and like the come on jack don't ask don't ask me the the hard questions man (laughs) no you know i've been uh i'm on instagram a lot and posting my music there over the years has just become like that's just where i that's just where i post it and people have been like crazy receptive to it you know i have people send me messages every day like oh where's this song where can i listen to this and i'm just like on here on instagram and like you know that ain't good enough for them so yeah i gotta i'm I'm recording some stuff right now oh awesome and uh yeah i'm gonna put it together with my buddy from scotland his name is sam shackleton and uh he's this incredible musician that i met in scotland and i want to uh we're gonna release a split album where we do uh three songs each and it's awesome. supposed to just kind of raise money for this little trip to Scotland and be like a cool thing that me and him can do. Yeah. And that's where I think I'm going to release some music. I got some music on Bandcamp, you know, nothing I'm like super proud of. Uh, that's the thing, right? Whenever you're recording, you're like, you're never yeah. happy with what you got. I know. It's crazy. It's always got to be something better, right? Like you're always like, mm-hmm. oh, I could do better than that. But then you never get it out if you don't ever, yeah. if you don't ever release it, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. And I haven't seen any of uh, your Instagram stuff. I only have like my professional social media that I run with my parents. My parents and I yeah. do that. And so I, I don't have you. like a personal Instagram or anything like that. But I'll have to steal my mom's phone at some point and go listen. Do it. Well, you're not missing out on anything, man. Instagram is pretty uh, terrible place. Real boring. 
It kind I of rots your brain. <laughs> I get to listen to Anthony Simpkins, so. Well, don't worry, man. I'm going to put it out online so that we can get it on Spotify. Awesome. What What do you listen to music mostly on? Well, I I try to listen to to like buy CDs and listen to those, but it I always just end up listening to you know Spotify. I end up listening to what's easiest. Spotify is usually it for me too. Yeah, isn't that sad? Yeah. We're all like we're all musicians, and we're like, no, they should pay more. And then we're like, but I also only use Spotify. Yeah, because it's great to. I've found so many cool artists through Spotify. Yeah. And I've also me too. found a lot of uh, cool artists that I eventually met and now I like play shows with through just searching stuff on Spotify, which is crazy. Yeah, that's definitely how I find most of my music, uh, besides just friends telling me about something yeah. or meeting them in real, in real life. You know, I'm in a lucky position where, and you, you too, where we can do that. But if I was just like a person outside of music that was like trying to find music, it's like, yeah, that's where I'm going to find it. Of course, on some yeah. crazy playlist or something. Yeah. You know, we just started the gems on VHS playlist. You know that? I, I didn't know that. Now you better go smash that follow button. I'm going to have to put a Jack song on there to get you to go listen to it. <laughs> is it I got a cool little playlist. Is it on Spotify? Yes, sir. It's the gems on VHS official Spotify playlist. Awesome. What's the account? So I know it's the it's the one. Is that- uh, gems on VHS. You should be able to awesome. tell, hopefully. Cool. <laughs> I just got it up there because before, when you typed in gems on VHS on Spotify, uh-huh. you'd see all these other people had made playlists yeah, and they all had I, their own playlists. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I got to make one or these fools are going to, they're taking all my thunder over here. People are going to be like, why does your playlist suck? I'm like, it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> But now I got a killer playlist. It's super cool. You can check it out. I'm gonna put you on there. We gotta put you on one of the one of the months. It changes every month, you know. I've been trying to put like artists that that I like and that like I've met and new people and but oh. also some old artists on it. Oh. I feel like some, there's never like a lot of great old playlists. Yeah. There's a lot of great playlists for like new releases and new oh. music and new artists, but Spotify doesn't really push those old artists. You know, I put, I like putting yeah. that because I know you like that old music too. You know? Yeah. I, and I found a couple of cool older playlists, but it's usually made send by, them to me. It's yeah. It's usually made by just like artists that I know, you know, they just yeah. make a playlist. You, you got to follow the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but then they don't update them all the time. I feel like yeah, well, I I always just like leaving a playlist how it is and you're know, making a new one. That's true. That's true. Well, mine's different. You got to check yeah. mine. <laughs> Every month is a different song. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely look that up. Well, uh, that just made me that just made me open up my phone and look at Spotify to look at that playlist and I just see Radiohead just released a new song. They're telling me. Huh. That's you, crazy. You know about Radiohead? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened. That's the good stuff. Yeah, I haven't really listened to a lot of their newer stuff, but I have listened to some of the... They got a brand new song today, so we we oh, both awesome. got to go listen now. Yeah. Uh, people have told me that it's great. I just haven't gotten around to listening to the yeah. newer stuff. Buddy, I'm going to send you a CD player. <laughs> I have a CD player. You already got one? Yeah, I listen to CDs and records as much as I can. I listen Gosh. to it. A... Okay. I usually go to sleep by putting on like a Leonard Cohen CD at, at night. See, I thought I was going to surprise you with something vintage. I was about to, I was about to hook him up with that old school CD player with the Walkman, Sony, with the <laughs> headphones, anti-skip technology. Ask your dad; he knows about that. Strap it to your belt, walk around, and it didn't skip. That was, I, ooh, that was that hot technology. 
That's awesome. I don't have one of those. I have one that does skip. One of those, the ones that I don't think it has like a little strap for. I just listen to it in the car sometimes. Man, if it skips, you got to throw it away. We got to get that seamless music experience. I got a bunch of vinyl too. I got to show you my vinyl collection one day. I got tons and tons of vinyl, man. I've just been inheriting it over the years. That's crazy. It's just all kind of fallen in my lap. Yeah, I've love listening to vinyl because it's got that cool sound but i found that a lot of newer vinyl isn't great quality like it has all these scratches in it and it doesn't make mm. sense because it's brand new it was they're probably this. lost art they're pumping out that nasty the nasty wax they're not giving it that good treatment like they used to i bet huh yeah i don't i don't know what it is but like i got it's happened to several of my albums from newer artists but uh i've got mm. one from Pokey Lafarge when he released his album in 2020. Love that guy. Yeah, and so I ordered one of those records. It came in the first two songs from each side. You couldn't listen to it. It was scratches all the way through. Some Pokey, we're coming for you, bud. What's the deal? And then like some of the ones in the middle <laughs> were, you know, listenable but still had still weren't great. Yeah, I don't know, it's crazy. You're going to have to bleep out his name out of this. You're going to I got a record from Boop. Yeah. <laughs> it was scratched up. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're coming for him. Man. But I've we know a record shop owner. He said that he got like this new Fleetwood Mac vinyl and there's some inside it. And it was this ball of, of excess uh, vinyl that somehow made it into the into the package into the <laughs> record sleeve. And it scratched oh. up the whole record and. Yeah, it's happened to so many records that I have, like tons of Guy Clark albums that I have, and I don't know. It's you gotta go to the thrift store and look for the time tested ones. We gotta find the old school ones. Yeah, I, I've got all these records from like the sixties, seventies, fifties, and they sound <laughs> they work. great. They sound great. Yeah, I I don't know what what happened. They don't make them like they used to, bud. But you see, that's the big technology now. Everybody wants everything on vinyl. They're gonna go, oh, when you they even asked me, when are you gonna release it on vinyl? especially with all the gems on VHS stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah one, one of these days, mm-hmm. one of these days, but you know how long it takes to get vinyl out. It's oh, crazy. Oh yeah. They're way backlogged. Like a uh, pokey actually his new album that he released this year, he pushed it back a month because the vinyl wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. It seems like everybody's having a hard time right now, man. They're all trying to get caught back up and put it together, but yeah, but it, we'll makes, get there. it makes sense to add them to like your merch store because people pay large amounts of money for vinyl just because it's uh like a novelty like a collection item yeah yeah it is a novelty hey we got to get things on cassette next that's the that's the next one next wave cassette is actually coming back i've had several people like say hey yeah i started getting back my cassette collection and that doesn't make sense because like records like yeah they get it's easy to scratch them but if they're like haven't been you know completely torn up then you can listen to them and they sound great and you got the little crackle and it's kind of that's right that's the experience yeah it's a really nice sound and uh cds you know that's probably the easiest way to listen to music non not on the iphone cassette it just doesn't make any sense it's you got <laughs> yeah you're right you gotta stock up on pencils and it's gonna because the tape is just gonna roll out of place it's so easy to mess them up. I, I I just don't understand. 
I mean, it makes sense if you have a bunch of these old cassettes with great music on them to, you know, still listen to them, but I don't understand why you would get new cassettes. We tried to release a cassette. Uh, that was our first Gems on VHS release, and yeah, like you're saying, oh, wow. a little bit obsolete, bad idea. Yeah. Uh, we made 10 of them, you know. Of course, they went out there to the real world, but yeah, who uses that still? Nobody. It's not a great technology. Yeah. Uh, CDs? Still kind of cool. I, I mess with CDs. I like CDs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, vinyl, you know, it's a novelty. Everybody loves it. But yeah, definitely don't release stuff on cassette. Yeah. I'd just like to say thank you so much, uh, Anthony, for doing this podcast. It was a, a lot of fun. It was really great talking to you and getting to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, I hope to talk to you again sometime soon. So again, this is Anthony Simpkins. I'm Jack Barksdale, and you're listening to Jack Barksdale's Survival. And I hope to see you next time.